Welcome to Truth Triumphant Radio. I'm your host, Cody Mori. And today I want to give an update on some of the stuff going on. Also wanted to talk about the sa uh, Satanism on the right. And I was not sure actually on the title in the beginning. I was thinking uh, Satanism on the radical right because you kind of take that, take that based off of the program I had done previously, which was Satanism on the radical left, where we looked at Karl Marx and uh, his ties to, uh, to, well, his satanic poetry, uh, the demon possession of some of the people who uh, believe in communist ideals and things like that, Saul Alinsky, etc. Um, but the thing that's interesting about Satanism on the right is 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 that it's it's not it's not radicals in the sense of the word that we would think. Um, the Satan Satanists that are on the right side of the aisle are all over the place. And there's Satanists everywhere, left, right, and center, especially in the world we're living in today. If that's not clear at this point, um, whether or not they actually, you know, worship, uh, Satan himself, which is what we're actually going to look at today, but, um, or if they just reject Christ, which by default is accepting, uh, Lucifer as your as your chief uh, God, really. I mean, there's no other way to put it. it. You may not think about it that way. You may think that you're the God, but as Jesus says, whatever you serve, you are slaves to that. Whatever you allow the members of your body to serve, you become slaves to that. So if you are, essentially, if you are not serving God, then you end up, when you serve yourself, you end up, serving Satan. And as Jesus said, you become slaves to sin. A slave is not a free uh, agent. Once, once you choose darkness, then you are, you, you open up the doors to, for allow yourself to be controlled. And this is what's been going on in our country for a long time. I think that's very clear now. And, um, you know, I, I got to share with you guys a story. Um, and I want to ask you guys, Actually, if you have heard of anything like this going on in your own realms, and uh, what am I talking about? Well, with all the stuff going on, it seems like it's everything's about to just come crashing down. I mean, the country is clearly, basically, uh, it's, out, it's out of hand. It's irredeemable. Irredeemable. We are a ship that is headed towards a cliff face, and it, it's we're going too fast, and it's it's too too late to turn the ship and salvage anything. That's where we're headed. So we're gonna have to see what plays out. I think the temptation is for us to start getting involved and to see to get involved with what's going on with the radical left, and to take sides with the right. But that's exactly what Rome wants us to do. That's exactly what Rome wants us to do. And I was talking with my wife about this the other day. And I was I was talking about stuff that uh, Mrs. White has stated. And she's she stated, I told my I told my wife, I said, you know, one of the real call signs that we'll take note of is if we start seeing people who are older especially, but, um, 
really people in general that are true believers uh, simply start to just die off, to go to sleep. Well, folks, uh, in my church, we lost one of our one of our brothers in Christ this week. And I praise God that his fight is over. And I'm almost positive that he gained the victory and that if I'm faithful, I will see him again on the sea of glass. But what was interesting is when I was talking to my wife about this, the next day I found out that our friend at church had died. And when I was talking about it with my wife, at that time, he was already dead. So it was something that we were already talking about. Now, I've talked with Pastor Hughes, and he's had a couple of people that are in bad shape right now, older um, gentlemen, two older gentlemen that um, one of them I've spoken with a number of occasions. He's a friend of mine. And the other one, I don't know him specifically, but Pastor Hughes does, and they're both in, in bad shape. It looks like they're, they might be on the way out the door as well. Perhaps they are as I'm recording this. But I want to know if any of any of you guys are, are seeing any of this type of stuff happen, because it, it, to me, it, it's sad to lose um, a brother or sister in Christ, but we can rejoice, and I can rejoice knowing that his, his war, his fight, it, it's over. Uh, the next thing that he's going to understand, the next thing that he's going to see is Christ coming in the clouds, praise the Lord, in victory. And he will have the victory, I believe. So, um, but I was, I want, I'm interested if anybody else is experiencing some of this stuff or seeing some of this stuff going on, because it was a wake-up call for me that, wow, we might be really, it could be coincidence, you know, it could, but I, I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. And the, the, the quote from Mrs. White that I'm referring to is from Last Day Events. Uh, Last Day Events, page 255 and 256. It says, Many will be laid away to sleep before the fiery ordeal of the time of trouble shall come upon our world. Well, let God be true and every man a liar. Um, I've found that every time God says something, Every time the Holy Spirit counsels on something, it does come to pass one way or another. Um, and the, the quote kind of goes on. It says, The remnant church will be brought into great trial and distress. Those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus will feel the ire of the dragon and his hosts. Satan numbers the world as his subjects. Listen carefully. He has gained control of the apostate churches but here is a little company that are resisting his supremacy if he could blot them out from the earth his triumph would be complete as he influenced the heathen nations to destroy israel so in the near future he will stir up the wicked powers of earth to destroy the people of god you know if i was still a heathen if i if i didn't know prophecy and if i um you know, wasn't a, wasn't a Christian, uh, I would be, I would still be a patriot, of course, and I would probably lo be locked and loaded right now, um, ready to go, and joining some type of militia to get involved in 
what could be coming um, and what people are certainly doing in different areas of the country right now is preparing uh, via weapons, training, etc. their little militias and stuff for the great fight with the government that is supposed to take place. We'll have to see exactly how all of this pans out. But I think there's a great temptation for people to get sucked into that to see the insanity of the stolen election and the communist ideas and principles, the radicalization of the left so much that... But you got to realize, throughout all of this, uh, the right has been silent. They've been complicit. They're complicit now. And whether you think Trump it was real or fake president at this point is irrelevant because we're in the situation that we're in right now um, regardless it doesn't change anything really doesn't now I think that he was I think he was fake I think that all of this was intended to whip up uh, the people the conservative people in the world and whip them up into a frenzy and weaponize them and I think that they had to weaponize the left in order to do that and it's working it's it's taken less than a year to really start charging people up and it's scary so I praise God that I do know prophecy and there's people out there that don't like I remember I uh, talking to somebody years ago and people sometimes they don't want to hear this but talking to someone years ago and I told them about you know, what's coming on the earth and who the Antichrist was, uh, that it's the papacy and <clears throat> showed him with scripture and everything. And the person said, okay, well, yeah, that's okay. But what do we do about it? You know, how do we stop it? And I sat there for a second. Uh, no one's ever asked me that question before. And I, I told him, I said, we tell people the truth. The, the, the Bible says that this power wins, you know, until Jesus comes, then, then Jesus is the victor. But this power wins. So we're, not, we're not supposed to take up arms and, and go take back the country for God or whatever. That's not what we're called to do in this particular instance because there's a, it's a deep, deep deception. And as I've stated before in this program, brothers and sisters, the deception is not designed to deceive people that Satan already has. He's not trying to deceive, well, he is, but he's not, they're not the prize. You know what I mean? He's not trying to deceive the atheists and agnostics and socialists and communists and all those groups because he basically already has control of them. I mean, if, if they're atheists, if they're Satan worshipers, etc., um, he already has them, but the deception that he's bringing upon, he's trying to trick the Christian world into giving up the Constitution, into forcing the Protestant right to unite with the Catholic right for the greater good, and then take back the country for God, etc., etc., etc. That's the danger, the deception, the trap, the snare is for us folks for christians who are waking up right now some of us perhaps some of us uh, have been awake for some time 
Perhaps some of us thought we were awake. I know that was probably the case with me uh, over the course of this last year. I thought I was awake, but I, I'm really awake now. And especially with, with the passing of our friend at church, I'm awake uh, as to the gravity of the situation. And I know what I need to do um, to get closer to Christ and to focus on the right things. Um, so anyways, uh, one update here on, I thought this, this might be interesting to you folks. Of course, um, the allegations that the, uh, election was fraudulent. There's a lot of evidence to support that, that it was fraudulent. Again, as I've said in the past, I'll say it again, whether that's happening organically or it was designed to be an election fraud which everyone found out about that's not clear at this point for me so keep that in mind but general flynn has been going around the past couple uh, days actually a week i believe and saying that the electoral votes the dominion system software was plugged into the internet and the votes went to guess where all roads lead to Rome. Specifically, it went to Germany, Iran, China, and Italy. I have an article here from Citizen Wells, and the article is from January 8th, 2021. The heading is Italian Hacking of U.S. 2020 Election Revelations began with DNI, Ratcliffe, CBS, Herridge, stated December 3rd, 2020. General Flynn confirms. Arturo D'Elia admits an affidavit. All right, so that's pretty interesting title there, but that is the title nonetheless. And here's the quote. Rome, Italy, January 5th, 2021. An employee of the eighth largest global defense contractor, Leonardo SPA, provided a shocking deposition detailing his role in the most elaborate criminal act affecting a U.S. election. Corroborating the DNI Radcliffe's report of international intrusion, Arturo De Elio outlined the scheme that proved successful in using Leonardo computer systems and military satellites located in Pescara, Italy. Recent reports of a hack at Leonardo now appear to have been orchestrated cover to mitigate blowback on the corporation which is partially owned by the Italian government. Now it goes on. Uh, it says 2020 election fraud in the Italian connection. All roads lead to Rome. That's the subheading there. It says this. Imagine this. Data from 2020 elections were being sent to a U.S. embassy in Italy in real time where a State Department official, along with agents from MI, the MI6, CIA, and aerospace defense contractor, took the data, analyzed it, changed it, then resent it back to the U.S. using military satellites owned by the same aerospace contractor, Leonardo. The next thing you know, Biden wins. Leonardo is a multinational company based out of Rome, Italy, that specializes in aerospace, defense, and security. So the election fraud, <laughs> whenever something big's going on, you can eventually trace that road back to Rome. You know, the, the money that, that was provided 
to the Wuhan laboratories, you trace that back to fat, like there was a $3.6 million and another one, I think for another $3.6 million uh, given to the Wuhan laboratories by, by the Jesuit, Anthony Fauci, Jesuit. There's your Catholic connection there. Now we have another Catholic connection here. Interesting, whether or not this is considered fake news, regardless, interesting point. Now I wanna talk about Satanism and the right. Not the radical right, but everywhere. If you go to Wikipedia, you remember we talked about Rupert Murdoch before. It says this in Wikipedia on Rupert Murdoch. It says in January 1998, three months before the announcement of his separation from Anna, a Roman Catholic, Murdoch was made a Knight Commander of the Order of St. Gregory the Great a papal honor awarded by Pope John Paul II. So he's a knight commander of the Order of St. Gregory the Great, especially highly honored Roman Catholic. Now, Rupert Murdoch owns Fox. Now, where's the satanic connection other than clearly the Vatican? Well, he's actually the owner of HarperCollins Publishers and Thomas Nelson Publishers. For those of you who don't know, Harper's Harper Collins Publishers publishes the Satanic Bible. If you go to Harper Collins on Wikipedia, it says Harper Collins Publishers LLC is one of the world's largest publishing companies and is one of the big five English language publishing companies alongside Penguin, Random House, Simon and Schuster, Hatchet, and Macmillan or Macmillan. Collins was bought by Rupert Murdoch's News Corporation in 1989. So it's not like he had a sudden change of heart after Trump got involved or something like that. He has he has been the owner of a publishing company that publishes the Satanic Bible and also Thomas Nelson and Zondervan. And what do they publish? They publish Christian literature, particularly the NIV Bible, the New International Version Bible. So Rupert Murdoch is printing the Satanic Bible and the NIV Bible uh, coming from this essentially the same source himself. Now, do any of you see a, a slight problem with that? I think it just goes to show you, you can't put your faith and confidence in, you, you have to do your research on, on the, the, the correct Bibles. Because just for that fact alone, the fact that this man publishes Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible, as well as Bibles for pulpits that are, Bibles for uh, churches that are used in every single, almost every single church, um, produced en masse, especially mega churches throughout the United States and the world even. And this person is supposed to be a conservative that we can trust? No. He's a knight commander of the order of St. Gregory the Great, and he's doing the will of the papacy. So we gotta make sure that we're paying attention. We gotta make sure that we, we wake up, folks, if we're not awake yet because we're running out of time.
we're really, really running out of time. I believe we are really running out of time. Um, the way things seem now, we, we have to discern the signs of the times, folks. We can't be disinterested. Uh, we have to take our devotion time serious. We have to take our time with the Lord serious, establish that relationship, work on it, and study the Bible. Because we don't know how long we're going to have computer access and things like that. Mrs. White talks about literature evangelism. She doesn't talk about DVDs and videos. Um, so that's interesting for us to keep in mind. But I have a quote here from Early Writings, page 51. It says, the suffering Jesus, his love so deep as to lead him to give up his life for man, was again held up before me. Also the lives of those who professed to be his followers, who had the world's goods, but considered it so great a thing to help the cause of salvation. The angel said, can such enter heaven? Another angel answered, no, never, never, never. Those who are not interested in the cause of God can on earth can never sing the song of redeeming love above. I saw that the quick work that God was doing on earth would soon be cut short in righteousness and that the messengers must speed swiftly on their way to search out the scattered flock. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to search out the scattered flock because the Bible says, come out of her, my people that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. And it's talking about the Roman church system and anybody who allies themselves with it. So there's true, real Christian people out there. we got to find them, and we got to give them this truth, which has transformed our lives. But it goes on, it says, And an angel said, Are all messengers? Another answered, No, no. God's messengers have a message. God's messengers have a message. We have a message, folks. We have the three angels' messages. We're not just, it's all about love and this, and we preach the same things on uh, that you can hear any given Sunday in any other church. No, we have specific marching orders for this time. You know, there's a time to dance, there's a time... To, to, to cry, there's a time to laugh, there's a time to do all these things, but there's a time to pick up arms, and there's a time to lay them down. And right now, we are in a time where we are called to spread this message to the world and give this message to every person that we come in contact with. That way we might be able to search out Jesus's precious scattered flock because each and every person is made in the image of God. The first, second, and third angel's message, the Sabbath truth, the investigative judgment, the state of the dead, the mark of the beast, the antichrist, the fact that Babylon has fallen, the fallen state of the churches, isn't that obvious at this point? They're all complicit in all the things that are going on right now. They're all so deafeningly silent right now on the things that are going on in the world. 
So who's going to pick up the responsibility? Who's going to do the work? Are we going to add house to house? Are we going to grab a bunch of guns and, and start getting ready for the war? Or are we, are we going to do what we're called to do? Which is give the first, second, and third angels message. And to lay all our property, all of our goods and everything at the feet of Christ. And ask him when, because the answer will be different for others. Not everybody has the same answer, but when is the time when I'm supposed to sell my house, do this, do that, so that I can put it all into the work? Because those are, those are going to be the people that, that are going to be a part of the loud cry, and nothing short of that. And I'm not asking you to give to my ministry. That's not the point. But all of us, individually, folks, we are going to be tried and tested. And the time is coming very, very soon. Very soon, I believe. Mrs. White says the scenes of the French Revolution will be repeated here. And I think we're getting very close to that. They've already started, but I think the, the real bloodshed uh, is coming. And I, think, I don't think we'll get through 2021 before it starts to be honest. I'd be surprised if we get through the next couple months before it starts, but we'll have to see. I don't know. I'm not a prophet and I'm not claiming to be, but the way things look right now, it doesn't look good. So, however, if you go look at the Vatican itself, Malachi Martin has stated he is a former Jesuit, uh, but he actually remained a Roman Catholic. So, you got to be careful with him on doctrine, obviously. But he was a former uh, Jesuit. He wrote a book called a couple books, um, the Jesuits being one of them, Windswept House, uh, The Keys of This Blood. There's others where he talks about the problems with the Jesuits and what they've done. Uh, now he's he comes from the angle that <clears throat> the Roman Catholic Church needs to be restored, you know, to its older self, kind of a pre-reformation view um however all that aside he admits that there's actual satan worship that goes on in the vatican i'm gonna play a clip from an interview with malachi martin and bernard jansen in 1996, where they're talking about his book, Windswept House. Listen. But something must have happened, like, that would have caused, let's say, since the 1960s, for this um, organization to seemingly uh, start self-destructing. Yeah. Auto demolition. Yeah, there was this consecration, this enthronement of Satan within the Vatican, of Lucifer, by the way. Now, did that actually happen? Yes, it's a historical fact. It was done one particular day by a certain group of people representing Luciferians all over the world, especially American Luciferians. So there you have it, folks. There's Lucifer worship going on inside the Vatican. There's other interviews with him also where he talks about Satan worship being done at certain levels inside the Vatican to this day. Uh, popes being controlled by Lucifer. And also, he talks about how high-profile black masses 
have been done in the Vatican, in Rome. Satanic black masses done by people like Henry Kissinger, George H.W. Bush, in the past. What do we think is going on today? These people who are in charge of us, who are the, the rulers, they are working for Rome. The Supreme Court is almost entirely Roman Catholic. Six out of nine of the judges are Roman Catholic. We saw last week how there's Jesuits on both sides of the certification of the election. The Senate and the House of Representatives. Jesuit educated. Jesuit educated governors. Jesuit educated vice president. Jesuit educated president. Biden's a Roman Catholic. Fauci is Jesuit educated. Everybody who's anybody either, either is Roman Catholic or Jesuit educated or both. Nancy Pelosi, she's Roman Catholic. I mean, the list just goes on and on. And you see that these people, whether they're left or right or in the middle, they're all complicit in the new world order and the things that are going on. So folks, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Remember that Jesus loves you. He wants you to he wants to see you through to the end. Remember the the message to the Laodicean church. He stands at the door and knocks. If any man open up, any man, any man or woman, if he stands at the door and he knocks, folks, he wants to come in. We just have to let him in and then put our faith and confidence in him, just trusting in him and Losing, losing faith and confidence in ourselves, in our, in our government, in our worldly uh, things that we feel that have given us comfort over the years. All that has to be done away with. We have, we have to get to a point where we are just tunnel vision focused on Christ and his mission. Allow him to change our hearts and give this message to the world that it might swell into a loud cry and that we can be a part of a message that's going to turn the world upside down, just as the apostles did in the first century. And it's a scary time, but folks, it is an amazing time uh, to be in. So we will catch you next week. God willing, keep the faith. God bless.